So, like, does anyone else read the Order of St. Dumas like you're insulting the intelligence of a donkey? Yo, what's up, everyone? My name is Unbuckled Cape, and this is my show, Unbuckled Comics. Today, we have a little bit different of an episode for you. Uh, last week, we just did an episode completely off of what you should be pulling in May, because May was is going to be such a huge month for new issues, new number ones, one-shots, um, all kinds of comics. So this week, you are just getting my review of Sword of Azrael, the 2022 miniseries. Uh, came out last year, and that's going to be all for this week, and then you'll get to hear me again next week, and next week I have my first sidekick episode. We're going to be joined by E. Period, and he and I are going to be reviewing the whole uh, Court of Owl saga from the Batman New 52. Um, really excited for you guys to hear that episode, but before we get there, and before we talk about Sword of Azrael, we are going to... Uh, just get my plugs in here real quick. I am on Facebook and Instagram, both of which are under the, uh, title of, um, hmm, let me think, what is that? Uh, oh yeah, Unbuckled Comics. So if you go over to Facebook and Instagram and look up Unbuckled Comics, hit me a like and a follow and whatever, and you can also follow me on whatever platform you're listening to this on, and that is all greatly appreciated, um, and, you know, you can DM me there, ask me questions, give me episode comments. Please ask to have me put you in our Discord. It's a fun place. We have um, a couple of new channels that just went up. One where we are following one of our community members through his journey. He started with the first Marvel comic, and he is working his whole way through the Marvel history. And then we just added one where we share interesting panels. I like dropping panels, like comic panels, like pages from comics. I like dropping pages that I'm reading of, like, importance um, from comics that I am currently reading for the show, and we just have a lot of fun over there, so um, follow me on social media and hit me up there, and I'm going to quit talking intro stuff, and we're going to get into that oh-so-good review of Sword of Azrael. All right, seven issues to work through here, so let's get rolling. And yes, I did say seven because uh, Sword of Azrael had a, a one-shot comic that kind of led into it. It was the uh, Sword of Azrael, Dark Knight of the Soul. Uh, but before we get to all that, as always, um, got a little bit of a uh, backstory, maybe? Um, in case you don't know, Azrael is a character that uh, popped up in Batman comic. It was Batman Sword of Azrael. And he is most known for becoming Batman after the Nightfall, which is when Bane rakes Batman's bat, and then Azrael steps in, and it does not go well. He gets um, his uh, abilities, we'll call it, from the Order of Saint... I always say Dumas... It's D-U-M-A-S. Um, and actually, the first time I ever saw Azrael was in Lego Batman. Uh, the very first one, there was a kind of like a minigame thing where you 
you went around and you just found characters hidden in uh, each level, and Azrael was one of them. And then if you are a uh, Arkham City player, he was also in that. So even though I don't think he's a very popular character, you've probably seen him around. He was also in um, uh, the No Man's Land arc. He showed up in there a little bit as well. So our, uh, our creators was Dan Walters, uh, currently working on Cowboy Bebop. Uh, some of you anime fans recognize that name. Superman Red and Blue, the current Batman and Detective Comics, and also the current Judge Dredd runs. And then we have Nicola... Oh boy. C-I-Z-M-E-S... VA. I, I'm not even going to attempt it. Uh, Batman or Urban Legends, current the current Flash, the uh, current Tim Drake, and uh, Task Force Z. And then we have Marissa Luis, Escape from New York. Again, that was a, a movie. Robocop, that was a movie. Uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series. Black Manta. Fairyland, which... I've been seeing a lot of lately, but I have no idea what it is and don't really have an interest in it. And then Godzilla in Hell. Uh, the art style is, I don't know, it just it kind of looks like the current art style that you see a lot. And it works. It works well. It just kind of seems unmemorable and a little bit dark. Uh... I don't know, 6 out of 10, I guess. Just, it didn't wow me. So, moving on to each individual comic. Sword of Azrael, Dark Knight of the Soul. The uh, cover art is pretty cool in this one. We have uh, Azrael in the front with his sword. There is a reflection of someone in the sword. And then behind him, there is Batman and then... Uh, a bad guy named Bullet Tooth. Um, I like this cover. Nothing wrong with it. So the plot starts out as uh, John Paul Valley, or yeah, Gene Paul Valley. Sorry about that. Uh, by the way, Gene Paul Valley is is Azriel. He returns to Gotham and um, I already lost myself in my notes. So he returns to Gotham and he's like chasing down some criminals and he is a, uh, a, a vigilante at this point. Um, he's not quite on that anti-hero side like he, he was back in um, when he was being Batman back in the Night Quest. Was it Night Quest? Yeah, it was, it was Nightfall, Night Quest, Night Rise. So back in the Night Quest, he was more of an anti-hero. This time he is just a uh, vigilante. Um, after running down these criminals, Batman confronts him on killing. He thinks that Azrael is, uh, beheading people with a giant battle axe and, you know, Valley is trying to convince Batman that it's not him. And Batman kind of gives him a warning that he will be taking out if have to. Um, then, you know, we, we see him in a, um, a hospital working as a, a bedside nurse for um, hospice care. 
and he's talking to a man about you know faith and and we kind of learn that valley is you know really embedded in his faith he went through this whole thing with the order of saint dumas and and they make him believe that he is a archangel that he is the angel avenging angel Azrael, and he acts as the right hand of god and uh for valley instead of turning against religion he dives deeper into religion to try and help control the angel Azrael. so he ends up believing that he sees a zombie and that it is a sign of the second coming and throughout all this, we get some backstory on him, and we learn that Azrael was actually created by the Templars, you know, kind of think Assassin Creed, the Assassins versus the Templars, and that the um, uh, the Templars created him to fight the Assassins, which is actually the League of, the very early version of the League of Shadows run by Ra's al Ghul. Um, and up until this point, John... John Oh, geez. Jean Paul Valley had no idea that the Templars even existed. I think he kind of knew that they created them. But at the end, he runs into this um, character that um, reveals to him that they are both of the same. Not order that they they were both created by the Templars and, and have the same common goal, or at least she tries to convince him. Um, overall for a one-shot comic, typically one-shot comics you can read and kind of get the whole story beginning to end. You don't need anything else. The end of this one is, is pretty, um, open-ended. You almost have to turn around and go right into the, the Sword of Azrael 6 series. And, uh, that's what I did. So Sword of Azrael number one, uh, this is my favorite cover out of the bunch. It is Azrael... And like his cape and I guess they're like tassel type things that go over top of his armor. Uh, there's like fire coming out from behind him and then his sword is on fire, which he uses a flaming sword. Uh, Valley lives in isolation. After, after the whole events at Gotham, he goes to a, live in isolation in a monastery to learn how to control... Uh, the Azrael program. Uh, he uses stories of the saints to <clears throat> drown out Azrael's thirst for blood, basically. And and the, the system doesn't see it that way. The system sees it as he has a righteous duty that he needs to fulfill. But uh, Valley is tired of like the all the killing that's involved with it and, and not being in control of himself. While out on this monastery... Uh, a woman appears on the island and she's uh, helpless and is kind of being hunted. And, you know, of course, being at a monastery, they take her in and try to help her. And, and she tells Valley and the other monks that, she, you know, she hears the voice of God and God told her to, like, take her there and look for Valley himself, and he can help her. So now here's a, a woman that she kind of has like an understanding of what he's going through. So there's a soft spot, and it kind of causes him to let down his guard a little bit. 
and we learn that he is being hunted by Vengeance, who is the daughter of Bane. So, uh, kind of made me pretty happy that they decided to put uh, the daughter of Bane in this because, you know, the whole Nightfall, Night Quest deal. After Bane broke Batman's back, Valley becomes Batman, and then, you know, breaks Bane as well. So, uh, and this, this book ends with uh, all the monks being slaughtered, but I'm not going to tell you how. I'm going to keep this as absolutely uh, spoiler-free as possible, and I, I, I'm going to be able to, to do a pretty good job of that, if I stay on my notes, that is. Uh, issue 1 I actually really enjoyed, even though it is light on the action. The inner turmoil between Valley and uh, Azriel the system is really, really interesting. And we're going to get into a lot more of that as we move on. Issue number two, the cover's just okay. We have uh, Vengeance on the cover, and um, her name's Poor Fellow. She is the character that um, is in the first issue, the, the one-shot issue. And it appears that they're both fighting Asriel. It, it, it's an okay cover and again there's nothing wrong with it it's just not like eventually i plan on having uh comic holders up on the wall behind me here where i record and i'm gonna rotate comics out it's probably one that's never gonna make it on a wall that that's probably my best way to put it issue number one of this is going to be on the wall quite a bit this one i don't ever see making it on the wall so it's, it, it's an okay cover and the issue itself, it's really more of the same, but in a good way. It, we really get to dive into the moral conflict of Valley, and it, it really is hard to read this and not kind of equate it to uh, Spider-Man, well, Spider-Man Venom. I don't know why I keep saying Spider-Man. I guess Spider-Man in the black suit when that started, but really the Venom, where you don't know how much control the Azrael system has over uh, Valley. And with this, he can't make judgment calls without second-guessing himself, and he has a, a temper, and he keeps repeating um, the fates of saints of past and like how they've ha all had like these horrific deaths. And then, you know, of course, we get the tie into the one-shot in this one, like I said, uh, Poor Fellow is on the cover, so you knew that, that this is where the tie-in was going to come, as well as more details on um, how Asriel the system works, which is why I ended up really liking this issue a lot, is because it might have been explained in other books, but nothing I've ever read really gets into this much depth on how Asriel the system works. So it's a lot of backstory. It's not necessarily an origin story for uh, Valley, but it is a lot of backstory and character building, which I really like. Uh, so moving on to issue number three, the cover is very dark. It's simple, but I do like it more than issue number two. And then after I read it... Um, I liked it even more because 
after you read it, you understand what's going on in the cover. It makes it way better. Uh, up to this point, this is easily the best issue so far. <clears throat> I love how Valley is explored in every page until he and Azriel are on the same track. We get to see a lot of him going inside his mind and being able to take himself into the depths of his mind to confront the Archangel Azriel. I, I say that in quotation marks. Because it is more or less a system that believes it's an angel. And it we kind of get to that later in this series. I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, and there is a, a, a lot of um, backstory where we're going back to the early Templars. And uh, how the Order of St. Dumas branches out on its own. And there is a early cave painting shown. And I love that panel and the nods to other DC characters and mythos and things like that. It is so cool. I love the little bit of detail and uh, backstory that they give us in this one. And the um, we, we get a monster in this. And it, it really is unexpected. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. But it's kind of epic. I really dig that they threw this in here out of nowhere. And like I said, I'm not going to not going to give you much detail on it because I, I want you to I really do want you to go at the end of this and pick up uh, just, you know, pick up the trade. You don't have to go search for each individual issue and uh, check it out and read it. And you'll you'll like this part. And at the end of three, we're we're halfway through the uh, six six issue limited series. And I'm still actually really guessing which way this is going to go. They've deconstructed the the character that is uh, Jean Paul Valley and showed us a lot of in-depth on the system of Asriel. And at this point, they could take him and shove him back into that... Um, oh boy, help me out. Back into like the anti-hero steps. But over the years, when he is being used, he's taken more to that hero. He's trying to, like, not use killing and over-violence. And then, like, he kind of has some back um, backlash, some, some withdrawal symptoms, and goes backwards. Almost, again, I compare him to Venom, almost exactly how Venom is. And then you, the story also leaves room for you to think that, oh, maybe this is the turning point where he will just be a vis vigilante and actually be able to properly join, you know, the Bat family or have his own, his own, um, maybe angel team. I don't know. They, they don't actually go that far in this, but you get the point. I don't know where this story is going. <clears throat> so the cover of four, <clears throat> excuse me, let me grab a drink. Thank you for your patience. So the cover of four, like I had all six issues. I read the first two and then decided I was going to wait till I had all of them because I was pretty excited about it. And I didn't want to have to read a little bit and then wait and then read a little bit. And Anyway, um, the cover of four was really confusing to me until I read issue number three. And after reading number three and looking at the cover of four, man, is it a lot cooler. Uh, still not my favorite cover. Uh, probably my second favorite cover, second or third. It, it's it's real close to being 
um, tied or slightly ahead with uh, number three. So, uh, in, in number four, this is where I really realized this. This isn't so much just a, uh, hey, let's write a story for Asriel. This is a rebuilding of the character. Like I said earlier, they're, they're really tearing him down and building him up. And this is the issue that really plays that whole thing out for us. And it's going to change Valley and Asriel, Asriel forever. And I love the direction that it goes through the backstory and imminent doom throughout this whole issue. <clears throat> they're, they're never going to be the same. I also grew to really appreciate the art more in this issue. Uh, earlier, I rated it at a six out of 10. I'm willing to bump that up to a seven out of 10 because the action panels are really cool. It's in a, um, like instead of showing like one punch thrown, kind of like the whole way around Asriel, there's like little blips of punches. It's kind of hard to describe, especially if you're like me and you are not an artist. Uh, but it, it's it's cool. It, it makes the action, it, it draws you into the action, makes it seem a lot more fast-paced, which helps the pacing of the overall story because there is a lot of like downtime where valley is inside his own head and it's just him and his inner turmoil which could be boring but personally i'm invested in it and then when you get back out and you get to the action the action is really really cool and drawn out really really well um with with and and again because of what happens in this one i'm not going to give you a whole lot to go off of but with two issues left there's even more questions than answers, and I couldn't wait to pick up issue number five. Issue number five is, um, the cover of it's okay. It makes sense, but I just feel lukewarm towards it, and I'm not even going to explain what's on it because that will, um, kind of give some stuff away. Um, <clears throat> I'm, to stay vague... I'm going to say another angel is made. As you read, you'll you'll understand what's going on. And Valley is confronted and attacked in the monastery that he was staying at in the beginning on issue one. Um, the main point is that the Azrael system feels itself is a lie and refuses to come out, which I kind of hinted at earlier that... that the system itself is just that. It's a system that believes it is an angel from heaven. And it kind of figures out that it's not, which isn't much of a spoiler. And by the end, it gains a new purpose. And that that's, again, that is all I'm saying about issue number five, because issue number five really sets up a lot of the concluding for number four. And again, I'm going to reiterate that reading issue number five, I couldn't help but sitting there going, wow, I swear I've read this in a Venom book somewhere with Eddie Brock. And actually, we, uh, uh, I think it was last, again, I record these kind of out of order, so I just have a backlog built up that I can release to you. But uh, the episode of Unbuckled Comics that you're going to hear before this one is vengeance of venom and then there there is a uh trial of venom and in that one they 
they think that the Venom symbiote is is dead and they put him on trial. And the whole thing is, is Eddie Brock evil without the Venom symbiote? And there's not a question of is Valley evil without the Azrael system, but it's how much of Valley is being controlled by the system up to this point. What did he do on his own? What didn't he do on his own? Um, really, really cool stuff. And for a uh, six-issue series, quite the undertaking. So, issue number six. The cover's okay. I really, really like the contrasting colors in it. Uh, the golds, the reds, and then the dark background. The, the colors in it are great, but... Um, What's going on in the cover itself is okay, I guess. In the last issue, Azriel rushes to stop the Templars, and that's kind of how it feels, rushed. The five-issue buildup was great, but this end wasn't nearly as good, and it definitely ends the right way with, you know, Azriel understanding himself and the system better. Um, you know, he he's able to get control of the system's blind anger. Uh, he's able to goad his enemies into a final mistake while allowing his morals to stay intact. But I just felt like the final confrontation could have been bigger. And I, I think I even kind of said this when we went over the new Fantastic Four, you know, the one with uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man... Joe Fix It, and who was the fourth in that one? Wolverine, Spider Man, Joe Fix It. Oh my. I should probably take notes on this stuff before I actually sit down and, um, you know, before I sit down. I, I do bullet points. This is the problem. And then I kind of ramble off on my own, and then I get lost, and. I'm stalling right now because I'm flipping back to the Fantastic Four uh, notes so I can figure out who that last person was that's driving me nuts. Oh, it was uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah, that's right, Ghost Rider. It's a good thing no one pays me to do this. Anyway, um, I kind of said the same thing with uh, the new Fantastic Four. The build-up and everything was really good, and then that last issue just kind of fell a little flat it will be okay if they continue to put out sort of Azrael series whether they make it a series or do another limited series like a season two type deal i'll be okay with it because they they really build up this character and the end product felt a little bit too much like a character development continuation than a conclusion and it, it's not that it was bad Again, it was just the build-up was so cool, and then the end just kind of felt like, well, yeah, of course that's how it's going to end. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't any, I don't want to say there wasn't any twist, but there wasn't any, like, major punchline type deal. You, you get what I'm saying? Um, so, my, my final thoughts on the overall six-issue plus the one-shot is, I really do want more Asriel. Uh, this six issue, like I said a couple of times now, has kind of been rewritten for him to be a hero, not so much an anti-hero. 
And I'm here for him to continue to have these inner moral conflicts, much like the uh, the Venom. Um, I overall, this is an eight out of ten story, and I, I know maybe I got to find something something different to do when I'm ranking these or rating these, I guess, because I I'm, I really stick somewhere between that nine to seven range, and this is just another one that hits that range. But um, truth be told, this this little series here. It, it tickled me in the right spots, and I really did like it, but it wasn't perfect, and the reason it wasn't perfect was because of the way it ended. Um, to talk about the character arcs a little bit more, um, again, Azrael is a system embedded into uh, Jean-Paul Valley's mind. He really just works off of righteous fury. He thinks that he's doing the act of God, and he kind of acts as the judge jury executioner and he's just always angry and you know towards the end we learned that that system is indeed very broken and then uh valley himself this is again a really reintroduction for him um you know he thinks the event avenging angel of god lives in his head i've mentioned it multiple times about it sort of has a venom type moral and, you know, he uses that lethal justice with a the twisted mind and morals. And he tries to keep it at bay by using faith. That's the big difference where Venom just kind of accepts what it is. Uh, Valley really tries to keep it at bay because he doesn't want to be that. He really wants to be a good, righteous man. Um, so, you know, here he thinks that there is an angel living inside his head. But yet he's trying to keep the angel inside his head because he wants to be a righteous man. So I guess really from the beginning, he should have knew that there was something major up. Something up. Something majorly up. English is hard. He also has so much internal turmoil. He doesn't know truth from lie most of the time or how to make decisions. He eventually does learn who he is without Azrael, and more importantly, what he can become with Azrael, which is the main focus of that last issue. And again, that's why I wish so much that they are going to continue this. They we we really get to see a fall rise, fall rise throughout these six issues, which again is a lot to undertake. Um, but they did it, and I think they did it really well. So that's all I have for this episode, guys. As always, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, make sure you hit those follow buttons. And we will talk to you next time. Later.